Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Hello, and welcome to issue 651 of Geek in the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Fianarita. And I am your other, other host, Cable Hashitani. And I totally forgot that I turned off the intro when we were recording commentaries. That's why we jumped <laughs> right into it. I was like, what the hell? Okay, that now I understand. It's all so sudden. I was like, what? It's like, Normally, why are we yeah, suddenly you... live? Right. <laughs> That's how I felt, too. I was like, why? How can be? <laughs> Off to an excellent start, as usual. Yeah, killing it. <laughs> Fucking murdering it. That's right. You know what else should get murdered? What's that? Don't. Don't get me started on that. Yes, I know. He uh, said what, not who? Uh, indoor spiders. No. <laughs> In Indoor spiders. All right, you because you have the... Um, you have the accords, right? Where like yeah, the, the, right, the patio is like the neutral zone, like, a, mm-hmm. like the demilitarized uh, area. Beyond that is is spider territory, and you're in their land. But that's right. Your home, they are the invaders. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, and since I call it the Kinemer Accords, I assume that they're that they're like, you know, patrolling within my territory. But if I can't see them, that means they're cloaked. And the good thing is that a ship cannot fire when it's cloaked, so I feel safe. But them little fuckers like decloak when I'm going to bed and they're right above me. I'm like, ah! I'm like, target that explosion and fire. Cable's looking at me like I'm an idiot, but I have it's a deep-seated mental scar of why I, I do not like spiders. I am not looking at you like I'm like you're an idiot. I'm merely holding my tongue. <laughs> because I understand your deep-seated and natural fear of spiders yes. and don't want to dissuade whatever mental gymnastics you have to do to make it okay to live in a world that has spiders in it. That's right. That's, <laughs> that is all my face means. Well, Aaron knows that I, I also am a feared of spiders, but like within... 
within reason. I also am not going to be upset about a spider that is out of doors um, or that's like not, you know, on me or very nearly on me. Um, scorpions, on the other hand, um, must all die. They're, they're actively vicious. So they See, say, like, oh, spiders, a spider is more afraid of you than, than you are of it. And it's not looking to hurt you. We say that a lot about things, but <laughs> I don't. Like, we say that about insects. I've made this comment before, I think even on the show, where, like, we have snakes, right? And we have the cat and we have the dog. Um, I understand dog brain. I understand cat brain. That's very food motivated. Um, I understand snake brain. Snake brain is uh, that that reptilian brain is pretty much you're either a threat or you're food. If you're neither of those, they don't give a shit. Mm. They really right. don't. Uh, if you also happen to be a heat source, that that's a point in your favor. It's like, well, I don't care about you, but you're also warm. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't believe, honestly believe that human beings can fathom insect brain, or, or um, and that includes spiders and scorpions. I don't, I don't think they're mean. I don't think they're vicious. I don't think they're um, evil creatures. I don't think they think like we do at all. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think they're. I don't think they're scared of us. I don't think they know to be scared of us. We don't. We're enormous. Right. Uh, like that, that, uh, that whole comment from Nick Fury about that, like, or between the Loki and Nick Fury, where it's like, does, does the ant have a quarrel with a boot? It's like, well, no, because ants can't perceive what the hell a human is. They're too right. tiny. Same with spiders. They're tiny. We're an obstacle. We're something to climb on. That said, I do respect the fact that the ones in Australia are human aggressive and are out to kill you. So what, there, yes. there is still credence to be had for... And huge. For beans theory. Like the size of dinner plates. See, much like, um, much like scorpions, the big ones are not the ones you have to worry about. It's the little ones. Because they're more concentrated. Yes, large scorpions aren't deadly to humans. They're venomous, but they're still not deadly to humans. Tiny scorpions will fucking kill you. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. I think God. it also depends on the variety as well. There are some varieties that are way more poisonous, or is it venomous? No, it's poisonous. Uh, no, it's more... venomous. If is you it eat venomous? it and it and it poisons you, it's poisonous. If it yeah. injects you with something, it's venomous. Yes. Right. Right. There it is. Um, if you bite it and it dies, then you're venomous. <laughs> if you bite it and you both die, it means it was poisonous. And you're venomous. Um, <laughs> I think most people kill their scorpions before they eat them, though, so that kind of throws a wrench in that one. I have been told that both scorpions and spiders, the ones you can eat, like once you clean them up or whatever, taste a lot like crab. Yeah, that, that which, tracks. Which makes sense. That implies that they <clears throat> have, like, muscle inside of their exoskeletons. Well, how do you think their exoskeleton moves? They have to have some kind of muscular tissue. What do you think that goo is? Why is it goo then? Why isn't it fibrous and meaty? Well, I think when have, you crush have you one, cracked you... open a live crab. 
Yeah, they're goo. I mean, they're they're, they're gooey. Yeah, and they're alive. Like before you've cooked it. Well, not uh-huh. their not their legs and claws. They're very it's very stringy, but I think it's like when you step on a spider, most of that goo is like guts and abdomen stuff. Uh, right, right. For sure, for sure, organs are goo. Uh, yeah. Once you squish them. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that we are amusing the chat. <laughs> and I don't know why, Bean, but I really love the phrase you just said, right, right, organs are goo. That just made me... <laughs> I don't know, funny. We, well, I, I know that with, like, with, with an insect, you know, if you if you squish an insect, it's it's just goo, really. Um, yeah. I but mean, I, guess, you... I guess if there was something big enough to like squish a, a dog or a cat or like a sheep or something, it would also look like goo. To, to the to the I, thing that is big enough to squish it. If That's we are what I mean. I think by if, a kaiju, we're goo. Yeah, we're goo. Like much like the spider that makes a crunchy noise when we step on, and I'm sure when Godzilla steps on us, it hears a slight. But I mean, it looks out and goes, "Oh, goo." We're probably not Godzilla as crunchy is. because all Godzilla our hearts step on the inside. Steps on us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm just speaking in general. What were you saying that we're not crunchy? Yeah, we got bones. They crunch. Well, no, I would, but I would say that like, I would say that we're probably like, when we get squished, it's not an equally satisfying crunch because all of our bones are on the inside versus things like crabs and scorpions have the hard exoskeleton, so the crunch is on the outside. I, so you're I saying like so what you're saying is that like insects and crabs, they're like they're like Reese's pieces, so they're crunchy on the outside and gooey in the middle. Yes. But we're kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup, but the one that they put pretzels in, like mm-hmm. we are gooey on the outside and soft, but then you get to that nice pretzel, that crunch, which is where all the salt is too, so it's delicious. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. I okay. feel like that, that you're asking for a science experiment to determine um, which is crunchier, humans <laughs> or, or spiders. Well, to be I done. Mean, and I don't. I don't think we're going to get funding for that. No, I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to do that research. I'm just an ideas man. You're you're not going to be a scientist with that attitude. No. <laughs> um, I am. I'm too old, and my brain is too busted. I think at this point to uh, to even pursue. Well, I mean, uh, have you met scientists? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, think about it. We know some. And then what do yeah. you do? Like, do you find so weird. do you find a human that's the size of a spider? Ignoring the ethics of still killing something that's sentient. Let's assume that the tiny spider sized human is sentient. Or I mean, do you, you try to breed to a spider that's the size of a person? You don't have to kill an alive person to run this experiment. You just need a fresh corpse donated for scientific purposes. And Uh then we need a crushing mechanism that is to scale as a spider is to a human foot. See, she's a scientist. Yeah, that's how scientists think. Well, that's just logic. That's just just basic. Which is how scientists think. Which is how science works. (laughs) Stop denying that you're the science officer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as long as, you go back as, long to as I don't also have to be command. No, yeah. no, I'm done with command anything. Um, I think it's we fine. go pop security. then crunch. We're we're good. Hmm? <laughs> we go pop then crunch. Yes, we would pop. 
because mm-hmm. we have a, a soft, you know, balloon-like shell. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think it would depend on the force of the impact that squishes us. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Yeah. That's, that, that comes into play as well. Oh, that's right, because there is impact liquefaction. Yep. Which I'm as actually... opposed to like, as opposed to the the slow press, especially oh. if there's like a limited number of exit points for that crushed item. To, you know, it's like yeah. that whole like YouTube series. It's like we're gonna run this through the squisher. Oh, yes. I love those. But like slow, the chopper thing. Yes. Yep. It's like just like the I don't know if either of you remember the show. Uh, Will it blend or does it blend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was an oddly satisfying YouTube series to watch. I know it was mainly just to advertise this blender, I think. (laughs) Uh, Bex uh, brings up a really interesting point. Uh, This is sad for us, I think. But kaiju have built-in air fryers. So then they can make us crispy before. So we don't have to be a Reese's peanut butter cup with a pretzel middle. We can now be a deep-fried Reese's peanut butter cup with a pretzel middle. Mm-hmm. What also wouldn't it depend on the kaiju? It would. I was, but yes. I, I was going to go with yeah. Some kaiju do have breath weapon that, yeah. or eye weapon that that uh, can do that. So we're more or less candy to them, but fresh chicken nuggets that they have to. <laughs> At our size, <laughs> I feel like we're less chicken nugget and more like fried grasshopper. Yeah, we're 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 so tiny by comparison. Although, if you get enough of us, we would probably be more like katsu pork because you know people taste yeah. of pig. Like we're like chicken nuggets or or pork nuggets, uh, pork rinds to T Rex, large uh, dinosaurs. But kaiju, kaiju. Are I do take a weird pleasure in thinking that I could be like. A, a chicharron for like a fire breathing dragon or a fire breathing T Rex or something. It's like coming the, home again, like you know. The dorkiest Mexican thing you've ever said. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So and that, the, la- the Latino circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine a T Rex with tiny arms holding well, up was- a chicharron, like yeah, and it's like Tejano style. <laughs> now hold on, I want to I want to back up a little bit. Are you saying that like a Godzilla type creature is way bigger than a dinosaur? Yes. Yes. Dinosaur, like they're roughly the size of what they are when we've seen them in Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So a human would still fit in their mouth, right? Yeah. But you could tell it was a human going into their mouth. Um, Godzilla is 20 of those stacked on top of each other. Godzilla no, is the right. size. Of, yeah, Godzilla is the size of like big pink. Yes, yes, you're right. I'm picturing it now. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, a, a dinosaur is like bigger than a house, but yep. but depending on the dinosaur, you know, like a, a triceratops is just like a really big hippo or elephant. Um, mm-hmm. Por but yeah, Godzilla can tear up an entire major metropolitan downtown. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Godzilla would decimate Portland inside of 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, it's just a fucking couple steps, I guess. Yep. Mm. And then where does a King Kong fit into that? Because a King Kong is big enough that it can hold a human in its hand, you know? 
Yeah, I feel like this is weird territory because Kong is smaller than Godzilla. For sure. Until King Kong versus Kong versus Godzilla under yeah. like the Monarch universe where basically the Kong of Skull Island was big but he was still like a like a preteen. Yeah, and he in was the still one in Kong versus Godzilla is a full-blown adult and is built. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of research that says that like basically a species will either uh, grow in size or shrink down in size based on their environment. And so like if you're uh, a type of primate that lives on a relatively small island where resources are a little bit scarcer, you just generally tend to um, evolve to not be as big and not be quite so populous uh, so that you're naturally living within the means of your resources. Sure. So if your island is big enough, your Kong can become even bigger and like, you know, be able to stand up to a Godzilla. I feel like that starts to fall apart when you think about how much meat or how much food something of that size would have to what their daily intake would be yeah, and especially how far since... they would have to spread in order to find that food. Especially, well, I think, is like gorilla, is... right? Yeah. yeah. They're vegetarian. Kong wasn't. No, Kong wasn't. <laughs> I, that, I, I, he that, wasn't I a think carnivore, but he wasn't, he was omnivorous. Mm. Well, I mean, we know full well a gorilla will, will kill a man. But is he doing it for food? No. No. And apparently gorillas are actually very timid. They only strike back if they have to. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Man, this is one of the weirdest show starts that I think was weird. <laughs> I haven't even oh, gone off to the weird thing that I learned about rattlesnakes. Hold on, hold on. Talk- before we change it up... Norm wants to know if if you get high and Godzilla eats you, does he get high? No, no, because Godzilla would have to eat a lot of high people. Godzilla would have to eat a pot farm. Yeah, because it's already in your bloodstream. Yeah, we like he'd have to eat a a pot field full of people in order for that to uh, start yeah. to kick in. And that's our assumption that Godzilla even metabolizes THC cannabis the right. same way mammals do, because Godzilla's not a mammal. It's a very different philo- phys- physiology. Yeah, so the only way to do that is to see if a scientist have tried to get, like, a lizard stoned. But again, I feel like that's an ethical gray area. I don't know if they would do that. Yeah. You know some undergrads have been like, <laughs> more bro smoke into this iguana's face. Oh, or yeah. Just some, or just some stoners with pets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Totally. Wow. Huh. I've never bothered to try to get either of the snake stones, so I don't know. It's yeah. Not my jam. What also, I mean, also, A, they can buy their own gummies. Yeah, it's ethically <laughs> wrong. And, you know, it's a waste of your drug money. Mm-hmm. It's the same it's reason like every... no one is trying to give your kids drugs yep. on Halloween. No one. That's no just for one, us. No one, no one, no one. Is giving your little snot machines their, their drugs. Nope. You know how much the Halloween candy by itself costs? Fuck you. Yep. I know, especially since they started making it out of spiders. 
What? I'm, I'm trying to bring it all back to the spider thing. Oh, okay. Norm is, yeah, we did get dolphins addicted to LSD. Well, dolphins are dicks, so. And also really intelligent. It's probably what makes them dicks. And I think I think dolphins are already addicted to sex. They did. I think they did that on their own. Yeah, dolphins are um, not big on consent, even for other species. Yeah. Yeah. Even things that are unalive, they're like eh, that'll work. Okay, maybe we did do that to them. No, I feel like they probably did it. <laughs> What was that? Uh, Bex is, is very disappointing going through the kids' candy every year and finding no adult candy. That would be right. disappointing. No, I heard like a weird roar in the background. I thought someone was playing like a a roar sound effect, and I was like, where the hell is that? I can, I can still hear it. It's like a, it's like a static <clears throat> wave. It's gone for me now. I can still hear it just a little bit. Uh, it's Bex. coming from inside your house. Uh, Bex, set yourself up for success next October, you know, twenty eighth. Go to the adult candy store and stock up. And you, oh, you know, you should even get your own little bucket. Get your own little bucket and put your adult candy in there. When kids get home, let them have their yeah. crappy Tootsie Rolls and fucking sweet tart lollipops. You've got your yeah. own shit. Or if you just take them trick or treating, you know, kids are cute enough. Maybe if you have them ask really nicely. And add like it's for my mom. You know. <laughs> Do you have any drugs for my mom? That's never going to work. <laughs> no. I mean, my mom used to send me into town for smokes when I was not of age. That worked. I guess well, I, still had to, I still had. I had to pay for them. Still, that was also not okay. <laughs> um, I know. Small towns, all. <laughs> just just because it happened didn't make it okay. How dare. That's a, that's a separate conversation, Cable. We're just talking about whether or not it happens. That's an yeah. entire show. That's right. <laughs> it's not a conversation. That's a show. That's an episode. Yeah. That's probably a series. This Ooh. is not that kind of show, though. No. no. What kind of show is it, you guys? I still hadn't gotten to my rattlesnake fact. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell your rattlesnake story. <laughs> well, actually, it's horrifying. Okay. All right. Buckle up. Good. Um, they're discovering more and more rattle-free rattlesnakes in Texas because rattles are a giveaway and the rattlesnake is evolving to lose its rattle. Yep. So, that's cool. And also still, baby rattlesnakes are the most dangerous because A, they don't have a rattle and they don't know how to control their venom sacs. So if they bite you, they just... The whole thing! Mm-hmm. That that, yep. that was that was. I heard that. Was, I think that's. I think that's fine. Humans don't belong in the desert. Good night. That was my rattlesnake fact. <laughs> Bye. All right. So see you me now, Cable. Ooh. Cool. Be careful not to slide so much. I almost pulled the whole damn computer with me. Yeah, don't do that. No. Yay, Bex. I approve of this message. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bex, if you do that, I want a picture of you in the dispensary holding a pumpkin bucket. Please, sir, can I have some gummies? Wait, that's Oliver Twist. <laughs> I also encourage you to dress up like Oliver Twist and go to the dispensary. Oh, definitely pictures. Definitely pictures of that. That's right. Um, 
All right. Back By the way, we're all, we're all sober, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, a little dehydrated, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yes, back to the show. What were you going to say? <laughs> so we're not the kind of show that's going to discuss the uh, the uh, social uh, intricacies of selling cigarettes to kids, even if you believe it's for their parents in a small town. Um, what is this kind of show? We talk about I, geek stuff. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of geek stuff are we talking about tonight? (laughs) Well, I think in this particular case, after we come (laughs) back from the break, we're going to dive into LegoCon, which is uh, happened this past Saturday. And then we're going to go ahead and go head back to the land of the Avatar and uh, talk about the next two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender. Which I totally lost track of what episode we were on. So hopefully I watched the right ones. It was 16. (laughs) I did not watch the right ones because the Netflix numbering is still off and I haven't figured it out. It's just going to be be that way until the end of the season. All right. Someone give me Um, a spreadsheet. But but yeah. And then I I think uh, we'll probably close out the show by teasing what we're doing next week. Yes. Oh, Oh, we're excited for next week. But but first. Although, well. Should we yep. just tease it now before we go to the break? Yeah, let's that do That way it. we're not all loopy at the end. and give You it a know more service. about this than, than I think we do. We we have the short notes. You've got the, you have Wait. the invite. Oh, she, well, she just sent me a Facebook invite that said, hey, you want them? <laughs> okay, then you don't know more. Hold on, I'm, I'm looking it up. Hold on. <laughs> Damn it. Just miss this part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the last week of June, uh, we will be at, huh? Which is next next week. week. Oh my God. Fuck me this month. Uh huh. So next week, uh, Geek in a City will be at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Uh, we have been officially invited, which is super cool. Um, it is five days of horror. Now it's not all day, but that's still five days of horror films. Spread out between a lot of programming. Yeah, two theaters: the Hollywood Theater and the Clinton Street Theater. Fantastic! So that means we can go to we can go to Dottie's across from the. (gasps) Oh yes, Dottie's late night Dottie's. So (laughs) that it starts next Wednesday, uh, Hmm? and Hmm? it's uh, four hours at the Hollywood. Thursday, four hours of Hollywood in the evening. It's like seven to eleven. Friday, same thing. Hollywood, um, four hours in the evening. Saturday. It's uh, from 12 to 4 in the afternoon at the Clinton Street Theater. And then Sunday uh, is uh, 12 to 4 at the Clinton, and then 6 to 11 at the Hollywood to close out. Yep. Um, I think the uh, one of the, the big names that's kind of a judge for entries, uh, like full disclosure, this is put on by the same group that puts on the HP Lovecraft Film Fest. So mm-hmm. it's Gwen and Brian. Gwen has been a guest of the show before, and we've talked to her before. Um, I know they've run the Portland Film Horror Film Fest for a number of years. I've never been, and I think it's largely because my schedule never allowed, and now it does, so yeah. I can go play. So I'm excited for this to be the first time I've ever gotten to go to this. I don't know about the two of you. If you've got, I've, I've never been able to go. This yeah, is going to be for similar fantastic. reasons, like work stuff or pandemics. 
Probably yes. because you guys were never available, and you are my uh, like two people who enjoy going to horror the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I, my, my, well, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I don't do things by myself. So, yeah, I'm super excited. Essentially, yeah, five days of of content mm-hmm. programming of the of my favorite variety. And so it does mean we're going to be one commentary short for the month of July. Instead, we're going to have a little. Um, mini episode that will be whatever we manage to record over a five day period and Aaron slaps together. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Aaron. Oh, hey, you're welcome. I volunteer. <laughs> uh, and so that will be the first. It, 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 we're going to like stack that up in the front, right? So it's the first installment of July content. Yeah. I think so. Everyone. Yeah. 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 That makes more sense. Yeah. So it's kind of a I'm an super... after report. I'm really hoping we maybe get a chance to meet and maybe interview their judge for 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, Mick Garris. Uh, You may not know his name. Uh, If you see a picture of him, if you're a horror fan junkie, you probably recognize him. Well, if you're a horror film junkie, you fucking know who Mick Garris is. Um, Literally think of any of your favorite sci-fi fantasy or horror films from like 1982 on. And the odds that he was involved one way or another are very high. Um, like to go down his his like CV Uber. would be ridiculous. Um, he's I think he like co-wrote like Batteries Not Included. Uh, he worked on Amazing Stories. He worked on uh, Nightmares and Dreams. I mean, he's done a lot. He's got re- credits as a writer, producer, director, actor, composer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No. The, the, he looks this... a little bit like. Um, uh, oh, what's the dude from Stranger Things? Matthew Modine. Oh, a little with bit. Really long hair. With long hair. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I could see that. That. Yeah. That tracks. Um. So yeah, that'd be cool if we could chat with him that'd be pretty awesome um but yeah if you're in portland and this sounds like something that you're interested in going to tickets are still available i believe you can buy tickets for just specific nights or you can buy the full-fledged all week long pass yeah Uh, the vip one is done that wrapped on the 20th of june they mm -hmm. quit selling those um also when I'm there, if they have any shirts there, I want to buy the Bride of Satanic Panic shirt. That's a cool fucking shirt. It's on the website. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, going that's, there now. It's pretty bitchin'. It's like a shirt I would wear to a Twin Temple concert. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like who that I apparently shirt. just missed, like, a month ago. Which is annoying. Oh man, I'm so out of the loop on who's what lives are playing right now. I missed. Like I always found out like two days after and I'm like, wait, they were here? What? What what? what? So Or something canceled. I, I the same thing. Or something happened they couldn't perform because they're unless things have changed, they are on tour with Ghost. Oh. Okay. Like they're the opening wow. quote opening act. That means they probably play for like forty five minutes. So hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, catch us at the Portland Horror Film Festival. Um, yeah, if you see us, like, come say hi. Like, don't be all shy and weird. Yeah, come up to us and be, you know, open and weird. 
Yeah. We're used to that. Yeah. It would be yeah. equally weird with you. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you listen to the opening of the show? We'll just start talking <laughs> to you about fucking if we taste more like spiders. Yeah. Don't come with me with a spider. That's not cool. Unnecessary. It don't it don't bring spiders to the theater. No one is saying that. Absolutely no one. It's not a William Castle no, movie. No, so don't, don't bring a don't bag of that. like plastic spiders and ah! don't, don't do that. <laughs> That's like when we did the snakes on the plane premiere like over a decade ago. Jen brought a bunch of rubber snakes to the theater and threw them blindly into the crowd during the snake attack scene. Allegedly. I mean, I feel as though that you're not you're not going to get anyone there that's uh, a, a complete herptophobe because otherwise they wouldn't like they wouldn't make it through the movie. I don't know how they would have made it through commercials for the movie. Right. Wait. What's it? What was the word? What a phobe? Snakeophobe. Herpetologist oh. is uh, is someone who studies snakes. So herpophobe. Yeah, snakes, snakes, and reptiles. Oh. Yeah, but you can also like apparently snakeophobe is accepted terminology because it's a living language and we don't care. Yeah, that's fine. We speak at each other in memes. Oh my god, I had a coworker describe Darmok, the episode <laughs> Darmok from TNG, as you know, it, Picard then has to talk to this alien race who only speaks in memes, and I'm like, <laughs> you're not wrong, not wholly wrong. It's yeah, that would be the modern day equivalent. Yeah, and we're headed there because there's there are generations of people who do speak to each other just in memes. Yeah. Much of the way they <clears throat> speak to each other in movie quotes. <laughs> yes. Well that's that's a that's a a complaint that's been around since at least the nineties. Like kids today talking all weird that was literally it's always been the human complaint you can actually find fascinating the irony of this letters to the editor in the first newspapers where they are complaining that people don't talk anymore their heads are buried in the in the daily newspaper (laughs) yeah no we've always pissed and moaned about whatever is new and is like destroying whatever Destroying society. Ah, no. Yeah, one day you'll describe, I don't know, feeling righteous anger as like Vin Diesel when family threatened. (laughs) Chris Pratt, his arms out. Uh, Hey, let's take a break and come back to LegoCon. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. Super sweet. Yeah, so it's uh, break time. So we just spent a long time talking about the Portland Horror Film Festival, so I don't need to go into too many details here, other than if you want to get tickets, go to portlandhorrorfilmfestival.com, and you can uh, still buy your tickets there. The uh, VIP tickets, I believe, have have sold out now, um, and there's two ways you can get the tickets. You can get it, uh, you can get tickets to join, to watch them at the theater, Um. And that's a good way to, if you want to see them live, if you feel safe going live, you can get tickets that way. Uh, they, uh, Which also gives you uh, online streaming as well. Or uh, if you can't make it to the theater, or if you're not comfortable yet going to theaters, all of it's completely understandable. Uh, you can stream the festival from home. You just need like an Amazon Fire Stick or Roku or Apple TV. 
Um, and it also, I think they just cast to a web browser also. Um, so each show will begin as it's scheduled, and you can also buy the streaming pass online at uh, PortlandHorrorFilmFestival.com. Uh, Cable, Denise, and myself will be there live. Hopefully, we'll make it to as many of the days as possible. So come say hi if you run into us. And as always, yeah, check it out. Portland Portland Horror Film Festival.com. It is happening June 29th through July 3rd. So uh, come say hi, come see it, and come get your come get your creepy on with us. Portland Horror Film Festival.com. And if you haven't got enough of like that horror fix. There are plenty of horror-themed RPGs, which you can get at, where else? But Guardian Games, our longest sponsor, so definitely check them out. Uh, You know, it's summer, so maybe you're not really in that horror mood. I like to think of it as just a few more months away from Halloween, so it's always creepy time for me. They've got a whole bunch of new games there. Um, They've got, uh, oh, the Mouse Ritter RPG, which... Looks like an even more intense version of the Mouse Guard RPG, which was already pretty intense to begin with, so I'm curious to check that out. And even though I don't know what this game is about, there is a board game called My Father's Work, and it's a creepy castle with lightning in it, so I am probably going to like it. I'm going to check it out. You should check it out, too. Or check out any of their games at Guardian Games, 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. And when you're there, please... Tell them for sponsoring Geek in a City Radio, which we're going to get back to now. Hey, and we're back, where you got <laughs> actual official contact information for the Portland Horror Con. Horror Fest. Horror Fest. Portland Horror Film Fest. Fest, yes. Yeah, we're back. Old man yelling at Cloud Intensivize. That was me all day yesterday. It was a grumpy <laughs> old man. Uh, yeah. Hey, really quick, Cable, I don't know who, like, who is running Guardian's TikTok, but they're doing a very good job. Oh, why did you have to tell me that? Now I have oh. to tell her that, and I already hear about it more than I want to. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Now I'll be sure to tell her that. Sorry. I just oh. see them, and, like, these are very well done without being, like, pandering to modern TikTok trends. Cool. I will. I will let her know. I will give her a shout out right now. Congratulations, Madison Fraley. You're a content creator. I'm Woo. never going to let you live this down. Is that something that would make them unhappy to learn no, that they she's, are? No, a... she's going to be. She's going to fucking scream. It, it's going <laughs> to thrill her. She's going to be so. Here's the thing. I Madison is great. I love working with her. The the thing that annoys me about her, and she and I have had this discussion a lot, is the fact that she's me when I was that age. And that's the thing that frustrates oh. me the most about her. It's like, <laughs> oh, good Lord. It's like every dumb thing that you do is every dumb thing that I did when I was 23. Fantastic. <laughs> you don't listen to me any more than 23-year-old me listen to anybody. Anybody. <laughs> Yeah, you, got, was, you just gotta you gotta let the kids make their own mistakes. Oh man, yeah. I do. I try to let her run headlong into the wall every single time. <laughs> it, it, it's really hard. It's like, oh man, that's gonna hurt. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let it happen. It's the only way it. they learn, Cable. Get your popcorn ready. I know. It's still painful. Like if it was just 
oh, they're young and, and dumb. It's like, oh, you're a specific kind of dumb that I was. I recognize I, this. I, recognize I identify 100%. this dumb. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, this was my dumb. Great. Just, just pretend you're the hog father giving a young girl a sword. Yeah, I'm... <laughs> yep, no, she, she already came... Yep. In these books, death is called the hog father, right? It's one of the names. Um, I... No, you're conflating. Oh man, the Terry things. Pratchett fans Terry, are going to yeah, come at me Terry hard. Terry Pratchett Discworld books. Death is a regular character. Um, he makes a guest appearance in uh, Good Omens. Yeah. The, the characterization of death from the Discworld books is the same characterization of death in the novel that uh, Terry and Neil wrote together. Good Omens. Ah. Um, specifically the way you know this is whenever death speaks, it's never in quotes and it's always capital letters. Yeah. So he he has a voice that, um, they, Netflix or something, the BBC made a bunch of, or a few Discworld movies. One of them was a, a Christmas movie, but they don't have Christmas and they don't have Santa. They have the hog father who dresses in red and white and, has a sleigh pulled by magical pigs, magical hogs that fly over Discworld and he drops presents. Santa dies. The hog father dies. Um, and Death, who has come to collect him, he's like, dude, it, it's it's Christmas Day. Like, somebody has to go do this. Like, I get that I'm dead, but someone has to do it. So Death puts on the robes of the hog father and goes delivering presents. And it goes about as well as the Nightmare Before Christmas did. Yeah. One of the things that the thing that Aaron is referencing is he shows up <laughs> at his house and he gives this child, like a six or seven year old child, a sword. <laughs> and the parents are furious with him. It's like you're like, you can't yeah. you can't give a little girl a sword. And it's that's like, like a sword is a perfectly acceptable gift. She should know how to use one. And the parents are like, but she could cut herself. And Death leans in close and says, and that's an important lesson to learn, too. (laughs) Uh, Everyone out there should actually go read Terry Pratchett. Uh, The great thing about the Discworld series is you can kind of start anywhere. Yep. Just pick a book. If you don't like the one that you're reading, pick a different one. Yeah. I can guarantee you I've read, I think I've read like five of the Discworld books, like one of them, I'm like, eh, this isn't for me. And then I read a different one. I'm like, oh, this was really fucking funny. So yeah. it's you, you, it, choose your own adventure. You don't have to read them in order and you don't have to read nope. them all. Nope. No, no. The way it's designed. I've been wanting to read that series and now I don't. I'm sure there are recommendations of where you should start depending on your own genre preference. Sure. But mm-hmm. there is no chronological. Well, I don't want to get your like OCD reading brain going anywhere. But like, there no. technically is things that happen, but you don't need to read it in order. Here's mm-hmm. the thing: is like, I probably <clears throat> shouldn't care so much because I'm not going to remember any of it by the time I get to the end, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the fuck do you care, dum dum? But I'm like, it, like, it just makes me itchy. It makes me itchy. The idea that like. Just, just pick one up. Just pick one up. Like throw them in a pile. Sh- yeah. Like, shuffle them around and just pick one. That's ugh, like I'm like yeah. agitated right now. 
the the great coincidence is that Terry Pratchett would absolutely adore that approach to reading his books. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I shuffled them about. Yeah. It's like that story of um God, what's his name? Uh Marie Sendik, the guy mm-hmm. who wrote Where the Wild Things Are. Mm-hmm. Um this kid, like this young kid, like absolutely adored where the wild things are. And he wrote a letter to Marie Sendak, who is who was like notoriously very curmudgeon. He just didn't suffer fools. And he actually felt that kids were more were better to be around than adults. He was like, they're still humans and we all suck. But he was like, kids are honest with you. They don't hide anything. But this little this young boy like wrote him a letter saying, I love this book so much. It is my favorite book. You know, thank you so much for writing this book. I want to live, you know, where the wild things are. I want to live there. And Marie Sendek was like really touched by that. So he wrote the kid back and drew him an original piece of artwork. The mom wrote Marie Sendek back apparently a few weeks later and said, I want to apologize. My son got your letter and loved it. He loved your picture. Then he just ate it. She's like, I'm very sorry. I don't mean to be insulting. And he wrote back saying, that is the greatest compliment I could ever receive. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that is wonderful. That's an excellent weirdo to weirdo Mm -hmm. just interaction there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, anyway, yeah. Go read Terry Pratchett. Uh, Now Now I have to find like some sort of like internet thing that's going to tell me how to do it. Don't do it. Nope. I, I can't I can't I, I can't just pick one and go. Honestly, I think if you actually just go on Twitter and say I need to start, I want to start Discworld. I know they're not in order. What do you recommend to start at? And you'll I, get I, a bunch of different answers. But I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Find a friend that has uh, any Discworld books and just have them pick one for you. Well, that would be what would what what me tweeting about it would do because I have like six followers on Twitter and they all know me so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that seems inaccurate. <laughs> I have no idea how many people I am connected with on Twitter, um, but I'm pretty sure I know most of them. Yeah, I okay. I will give you the one that I started with, and it seemed to work for me. Uh, I started with the color of magic. Let me write that down. There you go. Oh, and it's um. Depending on where you find it, it's either the British spelling of color or the U.S. one. And it is technically the first one. Um, yeah. But after there, you can just go fuck all and go wherever you want. Denise, you have 438 followers. Oh, look at me. I'm popular. I mean, I could throw you off more and say, or you can start with the Death Trilogy that he wrote, even though Death is a main character in Discworld. Death has its own series. Um, Death is hilarious. That's right. And and also there's the Witches. They're also in Discworld. They also got their own series. Mm -hmm. See where I'm going with this? You can kind of go wherever the fuck you want in Discworld. All right. I mean, I'm not not actually writing it off as a thing I'm not going to do now, but it's... It's just going to be that much harder for me to pull the trigger now. Then there's the City Watch books also. <laughs> All right. Let's move on because I'm going to like lose it. All right. LegoCon. LegoCon. Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that we actually said we we're going to talk about? Yeah. Yeah, but it's been we're, fun we're, to actually we're getting do this. To it. Yes. Like, this is just, I, I like random episodes, yeah. like random doc 
topic episodes. And the, the, the fun thing is, is it doesn't matter how many times we do this. We're going to see each other for five days next week, and we're still going to do this bullshit. So, <laughs> great. so if, you, if you're enjoying water. this, listeners, yeah. uh, catch, us, enjoy it in person. catch us outside the Hollywood. <laughs> um, so last year was the first year that uh, Lego did this. And um, they basically ran a convention um, out of the, uh, the Lego house in Billund. So that, uh, you know, people could, they could connect with people. Like, people weren't being able to go to regular Lego conventions and whatnot. So they came up with this. Um, so this is LegoCon 2022. And... Sorry, I'm going to answer vocally to the, uh, the text. Um, I, am, I am not one of those people. Uh, if you want to call it Legos, you can call it Legos. I call it Lego bricks. Um, uh, and that is the nomenclature preferred by AFALS. Um, Lego, Legos, Lego bricks. It, it's all the same to me in the context of us talking about it on a nerd show. Anyway. Do people get on the shape about that? Pardon? Do people oh. sometimes... The... Why am I asking that? Of course people do. There are, there is a, a pocket of the fandom, the adult fandom of Lego that reacts to pedantic things the way that Trek, bros, Trek bros react to Trek, that Star Trek bros react to Star, or Star Wars bros act to Star Wars, etc., etc., etc. There's always going to be that group. Yes, gatekeepers. That's the shorthand. Thanks. Um, they're not great. I don't care about them. <laughs> okay, yeah, I tried um, to do. I was like, really? This like this is one hundred percent a safe space. If you want to call them Legos, cool, do it. The time period where I got pissy about that was again when I was younger and dumb. <laughs> um, this Look, my year... grandma still calls it Star Trek, and I'm not going to correct her. Yeah. No. <laughs> Why? Why would you? No, she's just gonna hit you with a shoe. Um, so this year's LegoCon, um, the what's powering behind it is this is also the 90th anniversary year of Lego. Wow! So Lego's been in business for 90 years. It like it amazes me. I'm like, oh, fuck, they're almost a century old as a company. Um, mm -hmm. It was broadcast again from the Lego house in Billund, Denmark. The hosts were, um, one of them was Melvin Odum, uh, who is the, the host of, I think, the Lego Masters UK, mm -hmm. um, much the way that um, Lego Batman is the, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Will Arnett. Uh, Will, Will Arnett. Will Arnett, thank you. I was going to go with Joe Bluth next because I could <laughs> That will also, that's also an acceptable answer. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so that's what Melvin does is he, he kind of does that. Um, uh, a writer actor named Vic Hope, who I'm not familiar with, but uh, she, she reminded me a lot of downtown Julie Brown from 80s <laughs> MTV. Um, 
and yet I wasn't annoyed by her. So yeah. Vic Hope is her name. Vic Hope, and and then the other co- like Vic Hope's co-host for this was Joel Fucking McHale. I bet he's a huge Lego nerd. See, and that's what that is the biggest question that I came away from the Lego Con with is. Now I want to be in a room with Joel McHale where there are no cameras and go, hey, so one, I know that you're a cool dude because I don't care how sarcastic and sardonic any of the characters you've ever played are. And that's the persona that you put on camera. Everyone that you work with has nothing but kind things to say about you. Well, that's good to know. Right. Like every actor that he's worked with. They're like, I love Joel McHale. It's like, nope, you're not really an asshole then. You're you're a sarcastic asshole by trade, but that's not who you are, or those people don't care. So then are you imagining that um, Lego is to Joel McHale what Superman is to Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah, I think so. Like, I legitimately <laughs> believe that he is a, an adult fan of Lego. Um like he was when Lego Dimensions the video game came out, he was their spokesperson. Huh. Oh, that's cool. Um, and apparently, still gets asked a lot about Lego Dimensions, which is again not coming back. Um, I'm going to say this up front too: if anybody wants to watch Lego Con, it's on Lego's YouTube channel. Just go to go to it, and it's right there. Oh, um, cool! It's ninety minutes. That's about two hours. It's about two hours long. Two and a half. It's it's long. It's an investment of time. So <laughs> you're going to watch it. Um, a lot of the highlights, I, I've got like, they covered so many things. They covered, um, they had a, a live build by Lego Masters Live throughout the broadcast. They covered Lightyear, Marvel, Classic Space, Classic Castle, the collectible minifig series, Ninjago, Minecraft, Friends, Harry Potter, uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, the Lego stunts, Technics, Star Wars, and then they introduced uh, a new theme and uh, they profiled an artist. So those like th- that's the big scope of all the things they cover. Um, there was a bunch of little news that they also brought up, like things like um, Legoland South Korea is opening this year, which makes this oh. the 10th international Legoland. I didn't know they had that many Legoland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're... 10 of them. Um, wow. There's a bunch of new, there are two new Lego video games that are coming out. I think one of them is called Brick Tales and the other is called Brawls. Um, both of them, I know Brawls is currently available on Apple um, through their Apple Arcade, which yes. you have to pay for. Um, but it's, you know, it, it, it's a family friendly, um, put your minifig together and beat up other minifigs. Um, Brick Tales is more of um, puzzle solving and brick building and uh, creative thinking. That's neat. Uh, they mentioned that Lego Star Wars, the Star Skywalker saga came out this year. And it is the largest Lego video game launch to date with 5 million players. It's wow. I really want to get that on, on the Switch. I feel like yeah. a good Switch game. Because it, it's, it's all nine movies in Lego <clears throat> Also, apparently, Weird Al is a character in the Skywalker Saga game. Of course he is. Yep. Of course he is. They just showed that. And he was like, I'm a Lego minifig. I was like, whoa! 
Yep. <clears throat> um, for their, they, they gave some news about their sustainability, where on 150 different Lego building elements, uh, specific, you know, unique bricks, um, Lego has been using sugarcane-based plastic. Mm-hmm. They have made the they're making concentrated effort by this year. One half of their entire product line will contain at least one brick or um, brick type that is made with this uh, sustainable plastic, um, which is still pushing way like they're still pushing forward to try and get this done by 2030, where all bricks are sustainable. Right. And no longer made with petroleum-based plastics. It's hard to say. Um, there's some new floral designs coming out in the Lego art sets. Um, that's the same line that where people have been making botanicals and then mosaic. It's mo- the mosaic artwork. Uh, yeah. So uh, is there any particular highlight or anything that you guys want to know about personally? Um. I want to be just utterly without shame mm-hmm. and let it. people know that if they have ever wanted to like ever get me something to be like, Hey, thanks for entertaining me for free for the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, comic gigs sometimes take years to pay off, <laughs> which is what I'm experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And I rather selfishly, I want the galaxy Explorer. Uh, it was the first Lego set I ever owned when I was like five years old. You, you have the link. You should totally put it up in, in there. So that was one of the I'm big... going to do it right now. Do it. Do it. And so... don't forget to remind listeners that right over there is a little little QR code. Or oh, yeah. There's our, if you scan oh. that, you can, you can donate on our PayPal yeah. to help us out. I, anyway. I, I'm going to make this real <laughs> simple for people. Uh, 20 of you. Chip in five bucks. It is a hundred dollars. It is well. I feel so slimy doing that. Ten. You're not doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this on your behalf. Ten. You know, ten dollars from ten people. Simple. Five people. (laughs) Twenty bucks. Like there are so many easy ways to do this. I have thought long and hard about how to get larger sets as gifts from people. It's like, dude, just there's ten of you. Go in on this. It costs you nothing, and then I have a five hundred dollars <clears throat> set. That's that's literally what my because my sister loves Lego. She likes basically all the castles. She builds mm-hmm. them with her daughter, and that's basically what she does. Like for a while, like every birthday or Christmas or whatever, when people ask what do you want, she'll just say Lego gift cards, and she just saves them up yep. until she has enough to get like the big castle that she wants. Well, then we'll cover that one as we'll cover that big news as well. So (laughs) as part of their 90th anniversary, the Legos, uh, the Lego Corp or Lego group, not Corp, uh, specifically the Lego group um, has been working on reimagining a lot of older sets, classic sets. Mm -hmm. So the Galaxy Explorer came out in 1979 and it was set number 497. And it was, you know, about yay big. It was a blue with a gray elements and a, a trans clear um, space or uh, uh, visor yellow yeah yeah yeah, the tra- yeah. transparent yellow it, it did this neat folding uh, opening in the backward to so you could drive the little car out it was a great little set 
this, uh, the reimagining of the Galaxy Explorer, which is model number uh, 10497, is twice that size. Oh, I didn't even read the details yet. Yeah. So <clears throat> I did read they it. gave it landing gear. Yes, they gave it landing gear. It comes with four um, minifigs. The cockpit is large enough for four minifigs. There is now oh space God. in the back for a sleeping quarters as well as a science station. The back still opens up. The rockets pop off so they can be ridden separately. Um, and they, they made it larger so that adults who are reliving their childhood by playing with this again gives you that same feeling like, oh, this is a big ship, even though it was big when you were six. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in my in my memory. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's see. In 19, I would have been eight in 1979. Um. So, like, I remember this thing. I didn't have it, but I do remember it coming out. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's bigger. And I believe it also comes with um, alternate model instructions so that you can build it the way it originally was. Oh, you'll shit. have a lot That's of cool. extra parts, but you'll have the, the smaller one as well. It's really cool. Um, uh, and... That they announced that on top of unveiling another classic set, sort of. Um, hmm. One of the, the the thing that got me back into Lego myself when I was a teenager was the Castle series. Yeah, I collected as many of the cl- castle sets as I could. I didn't get a lot of the big castles, but I got a lot of the like up to forty and fifty dollar sets. Um, so they are releasing what's called the Lion Knight's Castle. Um, and it is inspired by the entire system. Not just any specific castle, because it is enormous. This is it a $400 set. Wow. It's over 4,000 pieces. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, the drawbridge function on it is actually taken from a historical castle and operates the same way. Um, there's a tree element with a, a hidden cave on it that is an homage to the Forestman's Hidden Outpost set, which I have. Um, it was like, so there are all these elements, like they've got, there's... There's uh, barding for the for a couple of the horses, which used to be an element in Castle, before mm-hmm. they kind of Castle gave way to Vikings, and then Vikings didn't take off very well because right. It, I I think it didn't do very well because it was like ten years too soon for Lego. Like if Vikings they, would do really well now. Yes, the there is a Viking creator. <clears throat> There's a three in one uh, creator Viking set that is doing gangbusters for that specific reason like you can it it's either a viking boat or you can rebuild it as a viking camp or you can rebuild it as i think um vikings fighting the fenris wolf that's cool so like so like those are things that uh, have come out that that are amazing um the galaxy explorer and the castle are both pre-orderable um they don't come out until August. Uh, the Galaxy Explorer will ship August first. Yeah, um, and that's a again, it's a hundred bucks. It's of all of these, it's like oh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, the classic, the the uh, the Lion Knight's Castle, which is gorgeous. Like I don't need it, 
like it, it's one of those i appreciate its existence that's damn impressive it is yeah. um it comes out august 8th and again is 400 dollars. so if you want to save up for that save up for that now um all right now i want to hear all about uh cad bane's justifiership oh my god <laughs> okay so they always yes. save star wars for last the two like they've been announcing star wars things star wars just gets more stuff every single year yeah yeah um totally. they for the star wars segment they uh, had one of the lego designers who works on the star wars team take folks inside of the innovation building which is uh the one top secret building on the entire lego campus how cool is that yeah so it's like there are a limited number of people who can actually go there like you have to be one of the designers because every lego set that exists on the shelf started three years ago mm. at, at the innovation building mm. um the i think one of the funniest things they did was they give you the tour they show they have they said they have access as designers to every color and every lego brick in existence and they walked through what looked like a library and an auto parts store simultaneous because it was <laughs> all those pick bins and they would just go up and down aisles with carts put the bricks that they wanted in and then go back to their desk which is three monitors and a large workspace where they can just build something um that sounds incredible yeah but when, the, when they were closing it out um, they said and here is the here's the line for 2023 and he points to this wall where they've basically um redacted the entire wall <laughs> it's all pixelated in giant pixel blocks like that's funny that's that's well done and he's like pulls one down it's like i mean look at this thing here we have the beep and it's got beep and then these beep 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 i'm like well now it's really funny to think that you're swearing and that's why they're beeping you but that's that's, that's not what's happening so um the the two things that they unveiled at, for lego con was like uh, denise was saying cad bane's the justifier it's uh was taken from the first season of the bad batch where um cad bane tries to collect the bounty on omega so it comes with a new cad bane minifig there's already been one right got it. Uh, it looks like he's got a new head or at least breathing apparatus piece a new hat uh and i think uh, he, they said that he came with new element like at least three new elements that was new to him um another fennec shand who to date still is probably going to be one of the more expensive minifigs out there because the only sets that all three sets that fennec shand show up in are upwards of a hundred dollars right it's the battle cruiser from uh mandalorian it's jabba's oh, yeah. palace from boba fett and mm -hmm. now it's this fucking thing which is 170 dollars <laughs> um it also comes with a hunter minifig and the first ever omega minifig yeah that's how they that's how they get you and then the tiny little droid that's um cad bane's uh i can't remember um... yeah 
that that droid's name, but I'm pretty sure he's voiced by Seth Green. Oh yeah, that sounds about oh, right. Oh okay, that uh, makes sense. Because I think it's a it's a, a repeat or like a similar model to uh, one to- from uh, Clone Wars. To- Toto three sixty. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. I'm reading it off the site. Yeah, like both that. There, so there's the Justifier, and then there's the ATTE Walker. They both are cool in terms of like the the bigger, you know, uh, transportation device. We'll say, mm-hmm. but uh, but the the minis that you get with Cad Bane's ship um, are really good. Yep, they're oh, great. Well, also I'm looking at the the ATTE Walker. Mm-hmm. I think the way they get you with the minis on there is that is Ahsoka's clone squad. Oh, is it's it? It's not Ahsoka's clone squad. It's not? I thought that was when they gave themselves nope. her paint job. No. That's Obi-Wan's clone squad. <clears throat> that is the 212. Oh, why did I think they were blue paint? Oh, no, you're right. Commander Cody. Never mind. Yep. Oh, these guys, are, these guys all Cody. have orange on them. Yep. There's no blue on them. Because you're right, uh, uh, Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's squad gets blue paint. And Ahsoka's squad is a division of the 501st. Right. Because they were Anakins. They were, they were Anakins. That's yeah. right. All right. Well, this is still cool. It is cool. Um, yeah. This is the first time that uh, it's the <clears throat> version 2 clone helmet. So they have little holes within the helmet that allows for like Cody's visor. So this is a brand new uh, Commander Cody minifig, and oh, one that cool. fans have been looking for for a while. Um, the ATTE is also just like it's a gorgeous model. Um, it's really designed for play. It's one of the Star Wars models that I really enjoy because there's some that's like, well, it looks cool, but it, then it just sits on the shelf. And with the ATTE, there's there's a lot of playability built into it, like the, mm-hmm. there's the handle that you just kind of can reach in and pick it up and, and move it around. And that also doubles if you have like the ATTE transport ship, like it can pick that up with that. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. That's cool. They, they built one. <clears throat> like they had one for sale like years ago. Um, like it, it, it's the essentially the same thing as the Republic gunship only at a hollowed out area where it picks up ATTEs. That's so yeah, cool. that, that I, I, if you're a big Star Wars fan, that's that's amazing. Although I have uh, to say, out of all of the ones that you shared with us uh, mm-hmm. prior to the show, uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum is I was my favorite. Just about to bring that up. It is so, <clears throat> because, three whole levels to it. Well, so I want to circle back to that in just a second. Um, yeah, I got largely lots. because there's. There's a thing that I want to mention for multiple reasons. Okay. Um, they interviewed the director of Lightyear. I didn't know who the director of Lightyear was. Like, I, I knew it was Chris Evans. I knew Taika Waititi was in this. I knew it was the origin story of Buzz Lightyear, who then his story became the inspiration for the toy of Buzz Lightyear that appears in all of Toy Story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meta levels going on. The director of the movie is Angus MacLean. Angus MacLean is a fucking A-fall I have been following for 20 years. And he went to art school with an old friend of mine. 
I remember this because I brought up, I'm like, yeah, I follow this guy named Angus who does these really cool Lego things. And she's like, yeah, I, I went to school with Angus. He's working at Pixar right now. <laughs> wow. So, like, I have this very small degree of separation. I'm like, wait, this guy, the things that Angus used to make out of Lego, he's never worked directly for Lego. The He used to make these um, kind of chibi-looking Lego square-bodied figures that I know for a fact have to be the inspiration for Lego's entire Brickheads line. That actually makes sense. Yep. Um, But yeah, I've been following Mm -hmm. Angus McLean's stuff since 1997, 1998. Huh? Yeah. So when he came on screen and he's like, oh yeah, I'm Angus McLean, I directed Lightyear, I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, holy (laughs) shit. Okay, now I actually have to go watch this movie. Like, I was already interested. I'm going to go watch this movie now. Have you uh, read yet the little Portland shout-out he gave the movie? No. So all the, like, all the characters that Buzz meets when he has that hyperspace, whatever the plot point is. Yep. So their names are Hawthorne, Burnside, Morrison, and Steele. Mother. Yeah. Uh, Well, he was a Portlander. Yeah, no, oh. yeah, yeah. That was one hundred percent intentional. Yeah, uh, I loved. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I loved his uh, his closing out for the interview or the profile I did of him was tell a story, keep it simple. Building is rebuilding. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, that's fucking deep. That's nice. That's great. I love it. Yeah, he wrote kind of reminds me of someone I used to date. Pacific Northwesterner. Anyway, so yeah, um, that's going to be my appeal to folks to go watch Lightyear. Um, Get like plus it looks cool. It does look cool, and it it pisses off fundies. So I'm even more interested in watching this. Why? Why is it pissing people off? Well, I don't, gotta, I don't want to know. I don't need to know. You want okay? Because I can tell you why. I don't want to have a conversation about it. Give me like a like the nope. boilerplate. I I I think that uh, I think we need let's... to save that and actually have a show about it. Yeah, okay, maybe we should all watch Lightyear then. We again have to tell nerds to stop being dicks. Well, it's nerds and conservatives that are somehow together on this one. Uh, okay, kind yeah, of. no, okay, definitely Those don't tell me I'm just going to get mad now. Yeah. So, uh, circling back now to uh, the Marvel news that they kind of started the uh, convention with is the Sanctum Sanctorum. Yes. Um, now, for comparison, I'm going to hold up the orig- the Sanctum Sanctorum that they have already released. Oh, no! And drop, and drop minifigure down. So this... Um, was designed originally as a playset. Mm-hmm. So this is designed to close and just be the Sanctum Sanctorum on one side and a pizza pizza parlor on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've modified it. It takes up a plate. This is about 
this is a modicum of the size that it's going to be because it the the new one like you were saying is three levels which is, this is but it's designed to fit with the modular scale of their creator series so that's a bigger that means it, it's already at least um I, another 10 bricks tall it's one of my long-term goals to snag that one i don't buy a lot of big lego sets anymore because it's hard to display them but that means if i get that i can connect the sanctum sanctorum with the haunted house <laughs> and the ghostbusters firehouse as oh. this one just epic spooky street Okay, yeah, no, you 100% have to do that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't own any big sets. Uh, they're I never cool. have. It used to be like the bane of my childhood. It was that my parents would never buy me uh, a Lego set. But th- this thing is amazing. It's just, there's so much going on. I think that I'm, I think all of the large sets, the majority of large sets that I have, I've purchased um, outside of the the few that uh, Merrick has gone, yep, here have another. Um, <laughs> like she's the reason that I don't know if you can. That building right there is my Avengers Tower, where my finger is, and the Avengers Tower was four levels high, as the official set. She bought me another one, so I made it taller. <laughs> I recently just got the Avengers Campus set which I've then built other floors. Now it's this tall. <laughs> what was that, oh, like two right. feet? Yeah it's, yeah, it's about eight stories tall, so it's about two feet. Um, it's the tallest building I have over have there. They... And then it's going to look really silly when I finally buy the, the Daily Bugle, <laughs> which is also modular scale. So it's right. a skyscraper, and it is huge. Have they ever done Stark Tower, like... No, I I think by releasing the Sanctum Sanctorum, which listeners, that's $250. <laughs> that's not bad for that line. It's not. It It's comparable to everything else within the modular. Yeah, the the Ghostbusters firehouse was $399. Yep. yep. Uh, the Haunted House, I think, was $250. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the... Uh, was it two fifty? Well, I mean, I'm I'm trying to remember what I paid for it. I don't. Now I have to look I... it up. I have to know. I have to know. Um. Anyway, I think with the with them coming out with the Sanctum Sanctorum this year, and what's neat about the Sanctum Sanctorum is it, it has many figures from the first Doctor Strange, the second Doctor Strange, and um, Infinity, uh, the Infinity War. Yeah. So it spreads across three different movies. Um, the internal components are my favorite part because they have modular swap out walls so that you can have Strange create a portal or you can take that away and the portal's there, but there's a monster coming through it. That's so cool. Um, yeah, that's really cool. There's the upstairs where they have the door that you can switch where it goes and, and there's actually a... Uh, uh, pulleys or not a a lever system where you can switch the destination back and forth so it could be the desert or the ocean or somewhere in space so it's 
I'm debating whether or not I need it because I've tricked out mine. Like I've created internal modular pieces that do similar things to what the, the new set does. Right. Like, oh, I want a modular play set. I can do it with bricks I have. So I'm debating whether I really need to spend the money for that. Um, but it is. Neat. Oh man, the, the back of the sanctum has a ring that strange just comes out of. Yeah. But that's, that's one of cool. those swappable walls. You can actually yeah. pop that off and put a different one there. Yep. Um, awesome. But I think that by doing this, they are leaning towards the next set, either next year or the year after has got to be Avengers tower. Do you like think they're using this? Number. Do you think they're at, cause this is the first Marvel thing that I remember in the, that creator series, right? Or have there been other ones? Does the daily bugle um, count as that? Yes. The daily bugle does because it is also uh, modular sized. Okay. Um, so, and people responded very well to that. And I think they're going to respond to this as well. Hey, chat. That's just... cool. Yeah, I really, I really like that set. It looks like it would just be a lot of fun to put together. Ooh, you get Undead Doctor Strange. Awesome. Yep. You get, oh, yeah, Sinis- like, you get Doctor Strange, Sinister Strange, and Zombie Strange. Yeah. Awesome. You also get... Um, Doctor Strange one Wong instead of Sorcerer Supreme Wong. And right. you also get Spider-Man um, and Iron Man and Ebony Maw. And Scarlet Witch. That's pretty neat. That's cool. So you can recreate any of your movies with it. Exactly. I, I think that was the point. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like how they just like labeled it Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've been doing that with all any new releases of uh, those particular sets. I picked the wrong category. Sorry. Oh, somewhere else it also says uh, Multiverse of Madness. So I'm not sure. Yeah, that's Doctor Strange 2. Front versus the back of the box. Oh, I just mean like how they're labeling the, the set, you know? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, Optimus Prime. Haunted House. Oh, yeah, yeah. Haunted House was 250 It's yeah. the... Oh, that's why. Because it has the, the ride in it. Right. It has mechanisms. Yeah. It's like, that's not a 200... 200 or that's not like a 2,000-piece set. But yeah, with the mechanism, I can see yeah. what that is. Kind of a bummer that you still have to buy the motor separately. And the Haunted House takes two. It doesn't yeah, the idea is, though, that you're supposed to, you, you want to motorize all of your Lego. Oh, I know. It's cool. I don't mean I wouldn't do it, but. Yeah. Um, what else was there that I really wanted to, like, uh, there's a new collector collectible minifig series is coming up, series 23. Um, it's another all-costume set which they did uh, a few years back and it was very horror themed. This is mm-hmm. very winter holiday. Like there's a Santa, there's a reindeer, there's a snowman, there is a turkey. So it looks very cute. Um, the big news that they brought up is uh, for franchises they're covering is they're now, they're now producing the first Lego set based on the movie Avatar. 
it's really good looking. I, I don't overly care about Avatar at this point in, in the world, but it's a good looking set. All right. Yeah. Um, they also talked about Minecraft, um, which is not my jam, but I get why it is other people's jam. And the interview that they had for that was they talked to a woman named Agnes Larson, who is the game Minecraft game director at Mojang Studios. And oh, okay. the only thing I could think the entire time that she talked was like, it's like Bjork if Bjork was a video game designer. This is weird. <laughs> um, and then they had uh, a YouTuber, a couple YouTubers. One is a Lego YouTuber named TD Bricks or Tyler. And the other was a Minecraft uh, YouTuber named Cassie who goes by Snifferish. And they built a cross-section of a Minecraft cavern. Snifferish built it in Minecraft. And Tyler built it in actual Lego. And then they put the screens together so that you could see. And, like, they gave each other specs and kind of watched each other build on both sides. It was, like, I didn't understand what they were doing until they completed it. And they put it up on screen. I'm like, oh, that's actually neat like i don't care about minecraft and i think this is neat (laughs) (laughs) um i think the other i'm i'm hard pressed on this one like there's some new harry potter stuff and as much as i know uh, harry potter's great and they they brought in ivana lynch to talk about it wow yeah luna lovegood i know Uh, it's it's that whole thing where like they're cool, but like every time you buy it, you know that she's getting money. Yeah, and and yeah. that's just it. And I, uh, yeah, so uh, I'm. The, I was relieved not to be like one. super excited about any of those sets. I like, did kind of think the Ministry of Magic sets kind of cool looking. They are great. Like I really like all of it. I just I'm like I'm also not buying them. Yeah. Anymore. Like if I, if I had to choose, I would say that the courtyard one is probably my favorite. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I have to have any of those. Like I nope. feel like I really need to have that uh, Sanctum Sanctorum. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Friends. This is the tenth anniversary of Friends. Yeah, um, which has been a contentious <clears throat> line for Lego for years because there are lego bros that are like no this isn't real lego these are awful it's like well they're not for you it has except it is like that that's just it is it's still lego it's still lego it just has more pink if you hate it then it wasn't meant for you sure it the general i i think it had the exact effect like within a year of the lion debuting and interacting with customers at Guardian when we would sell Lego, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Now I 100% get it. Like, it it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which was, no, really, girls, you can play with Lego. They're like, yeah, yeah, here you go. Cool. What if I also want that Lego? Go for it. All right, then. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember when, like, when did, like, the, at least the U.S. perception of Lego being a boy's toy, because I distinctly remember, late like 80s. ads and huh, late eighties. 
Yeah, because I just think they remember ads in magazines. Because like in my like like nerdy fantasy magazines when I was like ten, and the ad was always like it was a picture of like a girl on a pile of Legos saying like it's toys for everyone. She can mm-hmm. dream. So I I had that weird moment of like when did it become like a boy thing? When Toys R Us started and all other big box retailers started delineating toy aisles in a way so that parents could easily shop for things. But then it became the boys section and the girls section. And then they started color coding everything. The late 80s is also when um, like the home computer started to like become a thing and marketing started pushing technology in general towards something for boys and not for mm-hmm. women. Yep. Right. Hmm. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the Olivia Space Academy. That's a cool set. That's yes. my favorite one. So yeah, the, the background of this is the Lego friends, these five friends, uh, Andrea, Emma, Olivia, Mia, and Stephanie, have all been together, and they've all had these adventures, and now they are actively going off on, I think they were calling them, like, uh, not internships, but they were essentially going off on separate paths to try new things. Like Andrea's going to theater school. Emma's going to art school. Olivia's going to, uh, what? going to NASA. Mia Wait, is... are you saying the friends line has an actual story arc? Yes. Oh shit. I didn't know. That's cool. It, because <laughs> it's perfect it, it, for the 10 year mark. Yeah. It has a corresponding television show and the final season is the, this next season is going to be the final season of the show showing all of these characters going off on these different directions. Aww. Yeah. This theater school is also really cool. I fucking love the theater school. Oh my God. I want that one so bad. It's so cool. Also, if you can... Fantastic. If you can find them, they're a few years old now. I don't think you can find them other than used. The Friends line had like like a weird elves fantasy offshoot. That was it was not an offshoot. It was its own line. Oh, okay. But it was again it there they wanted to get girls into their fantasy stuff and maybe castles was just too hard. Yeah, I just remember seeing it thinking all these sets would be so good for like D and D. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Um I wish the Elves line had lasted longer, um, but I don't think the sales supported it. They did right. really cool things. Um, yeah, within the mini doll section of Lego, which is what the the, the Friends figures are referred to as mini dolls, mm. because they're not like that's the only complaint that I have with the Friends line is like you should. I get that that those seem to be what the girls who this is how they got into Lego identified with, but they're not as compatible as the traditional minifig is. Mm. Um, but the, the friends line gave made way for elves. It made way for DC superhero girls. That was a cool set. And it made way for all of the, the entire Disney princess line. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because they've they've done Disney sets before and they've done all right, but the Disney sets that use the mini dolls instead sell like gangbusters. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, 
Honestly, I think the colors are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I have been arguing for years that not arguing. I have sustained for years that if you want to have if you play with Lego and you're playing in the modern city, the only way that you can do that is you have to collect both um, city system and friends because city system is um, cops, robbers, and firefighters, and a few food trucks. Friends is the rest of the fucking city. <laughs> it's the cafes, it's the restaurants, it's the grocery right. stores, it's the barber shops, it's the salons, it's the veterinary hospital, it's the human hospital. It's all the other, like, the Friends series actually has a functioning city. The city sets are just cops and robbers. And I yeah, have. Yeah, that's a, what it sounds like. Yeah. You combine the two, and suddenly you have a, an active city. Okay, maybe still have fewer cops. Yeah. ACAB, even if they're like. <laughs> just take them apart. I just. I jumped really quick and just looked at the the XL15 spaceship, the actual the Buzz Lightyear set. Oh yeah. That's a cool ship. Yes it is. That's a really cool one. Um there are within the the famous AFOL community, um these are people that have like like Angus McLean. There's mm-hmm. a, another guy named Tim Goddard who has does space in a way that is oh, it's it's gorgeous. Um, I believe that particular ship, the XL15, had people like him and other AFALs that do nothing but space go, oh, man, I wish I had made that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good ship. Fuck. Yeah, that's cool. So. Oh, if Lego would only get the Star Trek license. Ooh. Here's hoping. Oh, yeah. from your lips. Mega blocks, you just don't cut it, man. I'm sorry. Mega blocks doesn't cut it. Mega blocks doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, no, I knew that. The people that have it currently are Playmobil. So if you want to spend five hundred dollars, you can get a. It is cool. Playmobil USS Enterprise. I don't have anywhere to put it. Um, yeah. There's other stuff. I encourage people go watch it. It's fun. It, it is designed to be all ages and four families. So if you're expecting talk soup, Joel McHale, you kind of get a little bit of that. But for the most part, he's he's pretty family friendly and, and goofy. Um, the show's fun. The there are Lego masters on there. They build a cake, <laughs> Lego cake to celebrate. Um, I highly recommend checking out the profile on Ikao Nimako, um, who is an Afrofuturist and Lego or an artist that works in Lego bricks. Um, if you saw the art of the brick that uh, is Nathan Sawa, mm. um, this guy is the next level. Wow. It, it's gorgeous work. Definitely check him out. Uh, I'm going to copy and paste his name because so that people can oh, wait i can't paste it there Ingo. no sorry anyway uh watch it it it's worth watching um easy to find on youtube 
that's the name of the artist that I just posted in the chat. Oh, cool. Thank you. Check it out. Yep. Thanks, Gable. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to have to skip Avatar. Yeah, we kind of <laughs> went crazy, but I'm, you know, it's fun to do these kind of deep, nerdy dives. Lego cons once a year. Like yeah, no, this I, and, between this and Bricks Cascade, that's like two times a year that I will just go bah about Lego. <laughs> Holy crap! I just googled Unless that guy's you're American, name, and then you have to listen to it every other day. I just googled oh, that dude's name and then just clicked on the images. Uh huh. Um, Lego Ideas a couple months ago did a uh, oh shit a profile <laughs> on yeah right yeah wow. it's amazing stuff. They did a profile on him, and they did an Afrofuturist um, competition where they wanted people to put together their original builds to kind of, and and then he was one of the judges, and and I think that the person who won won a bunch of NASA sets from Lego. So his one hundred thousand piece African metropolis sculpture is amazing. Uh-huh. I mean, all of shit's amazing, but wow. I think that's probably yep. the one I just put in the chat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it is. That thing is incredible. Wow. Well, that's a kind of, I think that's a good thing to wrap on. Yep. Uh, so next week, uh, Portland, wait, right? Next week, next Tuesday is going to be our last show before the break. Right. And once again, there will still be uh, a weekly download uh, throughout mm-hmm. the month of July. It just yeah. will not be live because we will not be here at these. Uh, we're actually tasks. giving ourselves some time. Uh, Which is good because someone is doing a thing in July. And they're going <clears> to <throat> need all the time and attention that they need to do that. That's true. I don't have to be secretive about it. Oni's good. bringing me to San Diego Comic Con in July. That's fantastic. I always swore that if I ever went to that show, it would not be on my dime. And it's not. Good for you. Some things are, but I got really lucky. Uh, We have a friend who lives like 10 minutes away from the convention center, so I don't have to get a hotel room. Good. Nice. Yeah. usually the hardest part. Yeah. So, yeah, I am super jazzed. Um, a little nervous because COVID's going up, but I got my second booster last week, and I'll wear my mask and just you know sometimes you got to roll craps. It's all you can do, man. Like yeah. we are, that's where we're at. It's you can. Oh, we can. They forced us into a corner where you can only take care of yourself. Right. Uh, Bex is asking. We know the movies next week. We can tell them now, right? Yeah, just tell them now. Yeah, so we did. Uh, oh my god, uh, a quiet place. Mm-hmm. I just forgot. A quiet for place horror. for horror. Uh, fantasy is going to be Willow, mm-hmm. and then our rom com is the nineteen ninety eight masterpiece, The Mummy. <laughs> it does fit the rules of rom com. Yep, we had a whole conversation about it, nerds. So don't. Yep. Ask us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you for your suggestions. That's what we went with. Um, and yeah, two of them are in the can. We're going to be doing uh, one of them tomorrow. Yep. And we, so we're skipping sci-fi. We're not doing a sci-fi one, but that's 
so that we can go to this film fest and yeah. give you completely you'll... new original content from that. Yeah, you'll still get new content out of it, and we get to go to a horror film festival. Yep. So next week, I think we'll uh, we'll talk um, we'll talk about Avatar. Yep. Maybe we'll talk all about Avatar. I don't know. Just I don't a think... big Avatar push. Well, and we'll probably, if we want, oh, end of Kenobi. End of Kenobi because uh, we should do that. We should do. Okay. Nine, I think it's a ninety-minute episode. Yeah, or close yeah. to that. Oof! Not counting Disney Plus's need for like twelve-minute credit sequences because they have to give you every language. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I read something on Twitter about credits and, and crediting people, but I'll save that for another day. No, I have no problem with it. I just wish that it, they know what country I'm streaming from. So why do I need the German? credits i mean you can you can leave no i can no it's more of a i get into the episode and i do that thing where i'm like how much time do i have left there's so much to watch and it'll be like 18 minutes and i'll be like in the other show five minutes for credits you think all right i got 13 minutes but a disney plus show you're like oh i have five minutes of actual content before it's the endless credits that's all i'm gonna have to look up for all mankind i don't know what that is I was going to say, yeah, Norm, I think I'm the only one of the three of us who watches that show. So that's going to be a hard sell. Uh, yeah. I, I do agree with you. It's a it's a really good show. but uh, No, it is. I've seen, I just haven't watched the current season. Oh, okay. I just started the, the new season. There's only two episodes. I think the third one drops this Friday. Yeah. It's a cool show, for sure. Hmm. Uh, well, with that, I guess, uh, well, I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Benarita. And I'm Cable Hashitabi. And we will speak to everybody next week. Bye, all. Watch out for snakes. (laughs) They don't rattle anymore. No, fuck!